Hey, it's Neville from Copywriting Course here. And today I want to talk to you about growth questions that you can ask yourself. So my personal favorite is how can I 10x this? So a lot of people will focus on these little small wins here and there, landing a new client, getting a 5% raise, adding a new feature to some software. And these things aren't bad in the slightest sense. But sometimes if you think really big, it forces you to think innovatively and in a whole different way. So what if you needed to 10X something? Like let's say you make $1,000 a month and now you need to make $10,000 a month. Well, I imagine the same stuff you're doing to make $1,000 a month won't exactly apply to the 10,000. And then what if you make $10,000 a month? How do you make $100,000 a month? You're gonna have to force your brain to think in different ways to get to that level. So that's what this is. How can I 10X this? What if someone gave me a million dollars for this project, how would I invest that? So if you try to think big, usually 10X bigger, it'll often stir up some really good ideas in your brain. Here's a good one. What's the most fun way to do this? So everyone always talks about efficiency, ROI, bottom line, and what's the point of all that if the work is sucking your soul out, okay? It may seem counterintuitive, but sometimes throwing efficiency out the window in favor of fun can lead to more growth. And if you're having more fun doing something, you'll more likely spend more time doing it. It won't feel like work. So how can you take what you're doing currently and make it more fun? Here's another one. What is my $1,000 an hour skill? So what's one skill you have that earns you the most amount of money? So focus on that. It could be writing emails, making videos, designing new products, consulting with clients, or whatever it is. So how can you spend more of your day doing that thing and less of everything else? Some common ways are you can hire someone to help you. You can go on fiverr.com and pay a freelancer who specializes in that task. You can go on upwork.com and hire a special freelancer for that. You can ask your friends on Facebook, hey, I'll pay someone $20 to do this task for me right now. This way you can focus on the things that you have a $1,000 an hour skill. And look, if it's not $1,000 an hour, whatever it is, whatever's the most important high revenue task that you can do, you should be doing more of that and less of the smaller stuff. Here's one I really like, and it is what solutions lie inside of my circle of influence? You see, there's no real point in blaming external forces, making excuses, or stressing over something you can't change. It is simply a waste of energy if you cannot do anything about it. Instead, focus on things you can do. Now there's this concept out there called the circle of influence, circle of control. There's a lot of names for it, but basically inside of your circle of control are things like your words that you use, the outfit that you pick, the food that you put in your body, your posture, your location, your thoughts, your exercise, your output, your tone, your mood. All of these things are within your circle of control. You can directly control at pretty much any time. Now your circle of influence, this is stuff that you can't directly control it, but you have influence over it. So your neighborhood, maybe you're part of a neighborhood association. You can't control the way everything goes, but your input is definitely valued and heard. Uh, the mood in a room, if it's kind of awkward in a room, you can crack a joke and lighten it up. Uh, voting, you have some influence over voting. Your close surroundings, things inside of your house, the cleanliness of your house. If you live with others, maybe you can't control it completely, but you can control some of it your family, your relationships. And then external stuff is like asteroid impact, foreign policy, solar flares, political views of strangers, the economy, weather, volcano eruption, threat of nuclear war. 
These are things for the most part, most people don't have much control or any over at all. So it's not important to think about them all the time. Sometimes, sure, but you can't spend all your energy thinking about those. So instead, try to figure out what you can do that lies inside of your circle of influence. I like this one a lot. What would my hero do? So when you're faced with a problem, sometimes you just have to get out of your own head and you need a new perspective. So try putting yourself in one of your hero's shoes or a successful person in your field and ask what would they do? So for example, if I was gonna buy a bunch of stocks, I'd say, what would Warren Buffett do? How would he think? What would Elon Musk do? What would Oprah do? And you can ask in those situations. So if you watch a bunch of Warren Buffett or Elon Musk or Oprah interviews, you might start to pick up on how they think. And I bet yourself, if you ask yourself a question and say, what would Oprah do? You can probably think of what she would say. Here's a nice little shortcut. It's who can I connect with that has accomplished what I want to accomplish? So whatever goal you're going for, whatever it is, odds are somebody has already achieved this. So instead of wasting your time and energy figuring everything out for yourself, why not take a shortcut and just ask someone who's done it? This is paying for a coaching call, working as an intern for someone who's done it, uh, working out some other deal. Finding a mentor can be one of the fastest ways to grow. For example, when I wanted to upgrade my video setup from a simple webcam over to a professional DSLR that can do stuff like this, whoa, the way I did it, I just paid someone else to just do it for me because they already had all the skills. So it was a nice little shortcut to get there rather than learning about lenses and audio and all that stuff. Here's an easy question. What does the simplest version of this plan or solution look like? So whether it's business or health or relationships, we as humans tend to overcomplicate things. Especially if you're a smart person, you can think of a million ways to accomplish something. For example, if you're starting a business, a lot of people will build a website, do automating funnels, design business cars, set up an LLC. But you don't always need all that stuff to start. All you need is one person willing to pay you then another, and then another, and so forth. So yes, eventually you may need all that other stuff, but in general, the simpler the better. So whatever you're trying to do, what is the simplest way you can do it? Are you trying to sell a product online and you're like finagling around with a Shopify store and stuff like that? Well, what if you just went on Facebook or something and said, hey guys, I have this little doodad for sale. Does anyone wanna buy it for five bucks? And see if they could just Venmo or PayPal you five bucks. That's the simplest way to do it. This is one I really like and use all the time. How would I accomplish this in only 30 minutes? So one of the best ways to come up with creative solutions is to add constraints. So there's a great quote that says, constraints create creativity. And that means whenever you have a constraint, something holding you back, something that you can't do, it actually makes you more creative. So what if you needed to do something 10 times cheaper? Let's say your work budget is $10,000 to complete a goal. What if you only had $1,000? What if you only had $100? You can likely complete that goal, but it would just be very different. Another one is a time constraint. What if you needed to finish a blog post in just 30 minutes? You think you might need five hours, but if you only had 30 minutes to get it done, guess what? I bet you could finish it in 30 minutes. Adding a constraint to something is a surefire way to get you thinking outside the box and come up with creative or faster solutions. Here's a nice reversal, and that is, What's in it for them? 
So it's natural to have what's in it for me as your default mindset because that's just how we think. But if you want to persuade others at home and at work, you need to reverse your thinking. If you frame every situation and request from a what's in it for them perspective, you have a way higher chance of getting a yes. So don't think of like, how come people aren't buying my stuff? Maybe flip that script and say, what am I offering to people that this is worth their hard earned money? And that might actually poke you into thinking a much different way. This one is, how can I make a 1% improvement this week? So it's an idea that can be applied to all aspects of life, career, health, finances, relationship, skills, etc. By making small 1% improvements each week, your growth will start to compound exponentially over time. So maybe you can automate one thing this week that will help you and just make your business or your process 1% more efficient. So for example, my first e-commerce business, we used to get a tremendous amount of support phone calls and emails and I analyzed them one day and it was all about asking about what types of batteries things took. So on my e-commerce site, I just went through the top items and put the type of batteries that they took. Overnight, our calls and support calls and emails went down by about 50%. So that was a real small 1% improvement I made that ended up having this crazy lasting effect of far less support and far less confusion in the long run. I really, really like this one. And it's what if we reversed it? So sometimes we get stuck on a problem because we're thinking about it in the wrong way. So for example, if you're racking your brain trying to think of ways to make more money, try reversing that. Instead, ask, what value can I provide to others so they will give me money? All it takes is a subtle shift in thinking to get outside the box. So instead of how can I make more money, think what will people really want to pay for? Or instead of saying how can I get more email subscribers, ask what have I subscribed my email to? And then the last one I have for you today is what 20% of my efforts give me 80% of my results? The 80-20 principle is real. It's where 20% of your efforts or traffic or whatever gives you 80% of your results or traffic or whatever. So a lot of times in a company, 20% of the clients will give you 80% of your revenue or 20% of your exercise will give you 80% of your fitness results or 20% of your website will actually bring in 80% of all the traffic. So let's say you're reviewing all your revenue sources and apparently whenever you send out an email, it's bringing in 80% of all the revenue for your whole company. Well, guess what? Maybe you should probably do more email. It's a very simple rule, the 80-20 rule, it's great. So those are some simple growth questions that I personally like to use and that you can use too. And I hope just one of these made you change your mind. So let's quickly go through some of these again. It's a how can I 10x this? What's the most fun way to do this? What is my $1,000 an hour skill? What solutions lie in my circle of influence? What would my hero do? How can I connect with someone that has accomplished what I want to accomplish? What does the simplest version of this plan or solution look like? How would I accomplish this if only 30 minutes of time? What's in it for them? How can I make a 1% improvement this week? What if we reversed it? And what 20% of my efforts gives me 80% of my results? So I hope you like those growth questions. I hope you use them and it really changes the course of your life. I'm Neville Medora and I will talk to you 